Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All righty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We are back here, bellied up to the bar. I got my co-host with me. He's back. He's done having, I don't know what, I think he was having like lap band surgery or something like that. I don't know where Dibs was at. Fighting bears. Something That's an emotional different. breakdown. It's all right. Nothing big. Whatever. I just was out hunting Sasquatch. Hunting Sasquatch. That's what it'll be. I think it's going to be our new thing. Like when people like disappear on us, we're just going to be like, they were hunting Sasquatch. Uh, so we got dibs with us, but what we have brought with us is, uh, and I might leave this one out here for everyone to figure out who our guest today's twin is that we determined before the show as I looked up uh, who he looked exactly like, what movie character from a, I'll even give you a hint. It's a famous Keanu Reeves movie that he looks like, uh, who he, who he might actually be. He's a phenomenal musician. Uh, his new song, I'm going to promise you right now, is amazing, has this great vibe of uh, going down the coast or just getting out on the open road with the windows open and turned up. Just one of those like happy, chill vibes, like nothing's bothering you. He's a mo- modern day, uh, what can we say? Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it the fuck out. But we brought with us Mr. Kevin Land. <laughs> You like it? I, new soundboard. I forgot I had to hit it twice. <laughs> no, it's a live audience. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So we have with us Mr. Kevin Land at the Kevin Land Band. Brother, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Don't say it with more excitement. I need to hear more excitement. It's great to be here, Sean. There we go. That's what there I'm talking about. There it was. <laughs> uh, but yep. So Kevin's got a new album coming out. Just released a new song that I love called uh I almost said my blue su- my blue suede sweater. I don't know what where that came from. My blue wind breaker, but it does blue. That might be another song. That could be another song. That could be another song. Yeah, there song. you go. Another song <laughs> me today. Songs all over the place. But uh, we got Mr. Kevin Land of the Kevin Land Band here with us today. We're going to be talking about his music, how he got into music. Why would somebody even be interested in getting into music? Uh, that's always one of those things to me that I'm very interested in. And who knows what other left turns we'll, we'll make today. Uh, so as we're getting ready getting ready to do this, let's go ahead and get our house cleaning done. As always, those of you that are joining us, please share this on every social media site that you got, anywhere that, that you watch videos, all your Facebook yard sale sites so we can get banned from every single one of them. Make sure you're doing that for us. As always, over my right shoulder, we have sticker and a cause. Look at how well you can see the Raven sticker now. I want you all to see how large it looks and in charge. Look at that. We're so making sad. Happen. Remember, <clears throat> remember, he is La Marvelous. Uh, we're, <laughs> I can't even, I love Lamar. Our defense sucks ass this year. But make sure you, uh, if you have something that you're supporting, you've got a band, you've got uh, a podcast or your own, anything whatsoever. I don't really care what it is. Reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, even our email. It's all the above the bar podcast. Send us a message over. Let us know what you got going on. 
We will then uh, tell you what the address to send it to. You send it to me. I'll put your sticker up on the, on the big board and you'll get a free advertisement on the show. It'll go to all those locations that we broadcast in and people will hear about you. So make sure you do that for us. Also, if your media kind of sounds like it doesn't know what it's doing and it sounds like, you know, it's playing a recorder, like in third grade, the recorder, and you need to upgrade that, make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. That's Media by Dibs on Instagram and Facebook, D-I-B-S. And if you go on the link in, LinkedIn, it's going to be Andrew Dibble, D-I-B-B-L-E-S. Make sure you mention Belly Up to the Bar. He's going to give you a 10%. Don't shake your head. You love it. You, you added an S to my name. My <laughs> name is a Dibbles. Dibbles. He's got a little cute Dibbles on his face. Look at him. They're just the cutest <laughs> Dibbles. Um, but reach out. I didn't even realize I added an S to it. But reach out oh, to Andrew Dibble. He'll get you all hooked up. His wife's going to add that to an S to the end of it now. Reach out. Mention to him. Belly Up to the Bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order. And a free consultation. All right. House cleaning is done. Mr. Kevin Land, again, welcome to the show, brother. Uh, All right. I've been looking forward to this one. I have to tell you, I, I love your music. Thank and you. you've got a pretty good sized library. How many total albums do you have out there? Like I was on your SoundCloud. There's a lot. It's confusing. So Kevin Land Band has the one song out, Blue and Breaker, you referenced. I, as a solo artist before like launching the band officially, Put okay. out over 100 songs on Spotify. So, oh. solo, just like writing three songs a month for a few years and just like wow. churning them out. Yeah. So, over 100. That's a lot of tunage, brother. A lot yeah. of songs. That's yeah. a lot of creativity there. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm, I have 0, 0.0 creativity. I just want you to know that. Like, I'm the most uncreative person you know. And I tell Dibs this all the time. He's like, no, you're doing it. I feel like when, di when I make a post and, and Dibs <laughs> looks at it, it's like my dad going like, it's okay, son. You'll learn to color inside the lines. One day. I'll hang it on the fridge for you. <laughs> just yeah. like this, that's where all my posts get, go to is hang, hanging on the fridge. Well, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Blue Windbreaker. You want to kind of give it a little bit of an opening before we play it here? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's I love that you accidentally called it the wrong thing because that the idea of the song is like just being in touch with your favorite outfit, like your favorite piece of clothing or your lucky charm or whatever. And that's what inspired the song. So uh, I was uh, getting good uh, reactions from it, playing it out around town and decided that would be the first Kevin Land Band song. All right, folks. Well, yeah. here it is. The Kevin Land. I keep one that, and there's no the in front of it. I keep one to put, put a the in front People of it. People call us Kevin Land Band, the Kevin Land Band, Kevin Land Good Times Band. Like you can just, yeah, but Kevin Land Band is all it is. So here it is. Kevin Land Band, Blue Wind Breaker. Nothing feels better than being all in With the odds stacked against me nine times out of ten And knowing despite that I will prevail Because I wear my luck now From my head to tail I can't lose In my blue windbreaker And brown shoes Brother, I I'm sorry. I every time I hear it, like it's got that vibe. Like I just need to vibe a little bit. Yeah. No, it's one it, of those just relax, like just just stop and just put it on and just kind of calm yourself down. Yeah, like awesome. like it's got like oh the edible has started to work. <laughs> like 
Like, like you look over, like that song's playing, and you can see some guy that just took an edible, and all of a sudden he went, "Yeah, that's it. I'm on it now." It's got it's got them good vibes. So, so now, like you said, this was just like, hey, get in touch with your favorite outfit. Where is that your is that your process? Like I've talked to so many musicians over the over the time of doing this and knowing musicians, and it feels like nobody says that they have the same process. They're either like. I hunker myself down with 15 pizzas, a bottle of Coke, and all I do is write. And then the next guy's like, no, I stubbed my toe and went, ah, and oh, shit, there's a song there. Yeah, I mean, there's usually some overeating and maybe kombucha instead of Coke involved. But like, um, no, I mean, I mentioned earlier just how many songs I put out. And like, my my theory has always been like, consistency is the most important thing. And then like, if you're lucky and get inspired, you will like, write a cool song just because you're like practiced at literally coming up with rhymes or whatever. And so the concept of that song was just like, it was like a, just a title idea that came to mind and I kind of stared at it for a while. And then one day it was like, here's a song. Yeah. It was your Eureka moment, huh? Something like that. I, I couldn't, I'm lucky I can write my name. Yes, yeah. Same. Yeah, like I mean, to be able to do that many songs and to no, Yep. Not a chance. I mean, some of the songs are pretty dumb too, but I mean, Sean is hard to spell. There's like multiple ways. Sometimes it's S E A N. So I wouldn't be too hard on myself. I was so, I was always that kid growing up. Like the teacher would be like, Your name, your cubby's right there. I'm like, There's no cubby with my name on it. And the teacher would get mad at me and be like, Yes, it is. This was in the 70s and early 80s. Yes, it is. And I'd be like, No. And they'd be like, And they would point at it and it would say S E A N. And I would be like, that's not me. You work so hard to know how to spell your name as a kid, and then you're like, no, that like it's it's just a shot at your pride. Just shit all over. <clears throat> yep, yep. So has anyone that's actually that's out there watching right now figured out who Kevin looks like? I just want to see if anyone else. Nate, if you're out there, tell me if you figured it out. Nate's already popped on for a minute. Nate is a good friend of the show. He's actually this is interesting. He actually had a question for you there, Dibs. Is your co-host Onto the paranormal. Meaning, how like, so? are you into it? Like, are you into the paranormal? I've never. That's an interesting question. I I am. Talk, there, here we go. Let's go left side. Let, let's let's. Like take I told you, it doesn't take much. Because now I'm going to ask Kevin. Because now I'm curious about Kevin. What do you think, Kevin? Paranormal? I mean, I've, I've often identified as an alien. It's just you know, like I'm in this world, but not of it. I've even like alluded to extraterrestrials and song lyrics and stuff. So I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, you're a pretty outdoorsy guy, right? I think I feel like you're a pretty in the outdoors disconnect kind of a guy, right? I love to, yeah. Especially over the last year, I've really like ramped it up with some some bigger adventures. Yeah. Sasquatch, yes or no? <laughs> it could be could be me, could be you. I don't know. Like he's out there. <laughs> no, I want to, I want a straight answer. Sasquatch, yes or no? I, I, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him, but I, he could be. I'm. I'm hopeful that he's there yeah you're hopeful that he's there all right yeah. i'm gonna go with it we deserve it so new <laughs> sean does look like bigfoot going gray look at this asshole yeah been. the abuse already Average. so i'm kind of curious so you like you said consistency you're you're racking out these but do you have a process or is it just hey i sit down and i write i just whatever sounds like do you have a process yeah, I mean, I I do, and I, it changes too, right? Like when I put out all that music, my process was 
to release and defining release is like put on Spotify, YouTube, all the places online, right? I'm going to release three songs a month. So that was my process. Okay. And like I had a bunch of songs written because I've been writing in the background my whole life and either just as a, as a release, like, Hey, I, I'll go through a phase of a few months where I journal every day and that'll turn into some songs. I did like a, I did a, let me write a chorus a day for 45 days because some, some podcast or something suggested I do a 45 day challenge. So I usually like give myself a reason more than anything. Um, and it'll be some level of like, I need a, I need to stay grounded in this thing that I love doing that I'm, that I think I'm kind of good at sometimes. So like, I just don't lose it. And then I'll like stick to it for a while. And then I'll like hit a finish line, take a break and then like reset. Now, now is music all you do? And what I mean by that is like, is this what pays the bills or, or how, what, what are yeah. we, look at that shit. I can't even speak today. Dibs, take it. No. Yeah. So, I mean, is that <clears throat> to, to say, it, is it your day job? I mean, or do you do other things? Like what's your, is, is this your living? See, look, neither one of us assholes can talk. Yeah, about. no, we're, we're doing yeah. great tonight. It's a challenging question. It's a loaded question, right? Because, like, uh, I think being a full-time musician is a very, like, idealized position to be in. And I prefer the term a permanent musician. And, of course, I get paid sometimes to make music or write music. Like, I went on a month-long adventure last year, and I came home and had two checks from ASCAP that I wasn't expecting. I was like, this is awesome, right? Um, so, from yeah. Where? What's from that? Where, from, where were ASCAP? they from? ASCAP. <laughs> ASCAP? ASCAP? Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a, one of the online, it's one of the companies that collect royalties when your songs are played out in the world. So that was exciting. It was like extra money I wasn't expecting. Um, it's my favorite way to get paid. It's not always the biggest way I get paid. So I do, I do work in other fields often. And um, I found that to be a very fulfilling way to go. You know, if, if Blue Windbreaker or any song like showed up in the next Keanu Reeves movie and I got a fat paycheck. I might like reorganize my life around that, but I haven't, uh, I haven't needed to. And that's made things like as easygoing as possible and as interesting as possible. And that's been my approach. And my thought too, is like, if, if you were making most of your money from music, you like wouldn't limit your income to music at that point, you'd be open to making money other ways still, I hope, or you'd like be maybe financially enabled to make a decision. So, um, that's that's my approach. It's like it's my favorite way to get money. Uh, sometimes I do, sometimes more, sometimes less. And uh, in the meantime, like will not limit other sources of revenue just because I like music. Like that wouldn't like, make sense. Oh, did we lose? Who's frozen? Someone. Oh, we froze up a dibs. I'm good. Dibs is frozen. Right, so here. <laughs> so my my next question was was going to be: Now, are you yep. a lifelong musician, or were you we like? like a COVID musician where, you know, COVID kind of hit and you went, I've always wanted to learn to play the guitar. I'm going to play the guitar. <laughs> no, it has been like long. I, uh, I think I, I started on, I mean, both my parents were uh, musicians. My dad plays piano. My mom sings. Um, and when I was really little, like maybe five, six, seven, I wasn't doing anything with that. But I think my neighbor, Andrew down the street was playing piano. He's getting piano lessons. And I, I had to do everything he was doing. So I got some same teacher signed up and I, I like took to it. I was like, Oh, this is like, you know, I'm, I'm, in school I've been good at like learning languages and grammar type stuff and, and reading music and learning music was similarly easy for me. Now it's been 20 years since I could, could easily read sheet music. I cannot do that anymore, but I've been playing since then. And like, 
my older brother, who's eight years older than I am, like he was playing guitar a few years after I started piano. So I like copied him. And then uh, I got really into it myself more in high school. And then since then, I've just had varying degrees of obsession. Um, so when the pandemic hit, uh, Richard Schiff, <laughs> I'll, I'll just check him out too. Uh, I, uh, during the pandemic, I was already in the middle of that three songs a month challenge I'd given myself. So it actually like, it like lined up really well with being stuck at home and not, not going out. So I was like, well, I'm already spending more time here than most people might. So let me just double down on that. <laughs> yeah. Were you always acoustic or did you, I mean, did you dabble electric at all? Or were you always, obviously you've got an acoustic hanging in the, in the back, but were, were you yeah. always that, that Avenue or did you want to try to dabble in high school and be that rocker with the electric, but. Oh, dude, I, I shred electric, dude. I love playing electric guitar. Like the first song, yeah, I mean, Blue Windbreaker, like that recording is pretty acoustic, but, you know, the next one is called You're Doing It All Wrong. That's coming out late October. Um, that one's got like a shredding guitar solo in it. But nice. yeah, I mean, it, it's still somewhat acoustic. But, like when we play live shows, I, I only bring an electric, like I'll play a Blue Windbreaker electric version or whatever. It's just, nice. this, is, this is the current rendition of the production, but like, I don't like to limit us I, I just want us to be like i want us to have a sound as a band um and this is where it's begun so yeah this song was more acoustic for sure but yeah i love love all instruments and electric guitar is probably my favorite i think that's the i think that's the case with so many people i know uh, my cousin plays <clears throat> a lot of acoustic but then we'll sit there and musicians blow my mind where he'll be like oh yeah i know that like oh yeah i think i know that and go and play it on the piano i'm like nope i hate you so nope yeah <laughs> I'm with dibs on that one. And it, and so then the next song that's coming out is you're doing it wrong. You're doing it all wrong. You're doing it all wrong. So you yeah. definitely did live with another, with a Marine after, after college, there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind because at some point in time, that motherfucker said to you, you're doing it all wrong. Give, oh, me, yeah. give me that shit right now. You are doing it all wrong. No, he was, he was actually, and he was several years older than I was too. So he was actually a good, like, disciplinary influence both when he was being disciplined and both when he wasn't as an inspiration of what not to do um but you know fitness goals and what i could be doing in five years and we we actually dj'd together so like that was i took a detour from like instrumental music for a few years where i was really focused on like djing and nightclubs producing music electronically which is how i was able to record so much of my own instrumental music when i came back to it as i got really familiar with the tools uh as an as like a dance music producer Nate's over here sending me text messages with uh, pictures of a uh, shift. And he's like, see, I'm like, nope, that's not the one. I'm telling you, folks, if if you go back, check out Kevin Land, Kevin Land Band. That's Kevin Land Band at Instagram, Facebook. Uh, what about Twitter, Twitch, anywhere else? I guess on Twitter, I'm just Kevin Land. But I haven't, I haven't, I would say Instagram and SoundCloud and Spotify are the best places to look for me and, and stay stay updated for sure. And they're, and they're all Kevin Land Band, and I promise you, especially if you find the picture of him floating down the river in uh, Montana that we use for a few of the posts, even more so there. When you see this, I want you to think about a mind-bending Keanu Reeves movie that he <laughs> looked like a character from. And the best I can tell you is this character was kind of a Judas. That That's my hint for you is this character was kind of a Judas. If you can figure that one out before this show is over with, send me the answer. We'll, we'll post it up here. I'll get your information. I'll send you send you a shirt out. Uh, 
courtesy of me if you if you can figure it out. But I promise you, you'll sit there and once you see it, you're gonna go, some bitch, some bitch is right there. That's the guy. So so you've got all this going on now. It, Kevin Land Band is made up of who? Sure. So we've had a few lineups, and my my latest is there's five of us. So I'm I'm playing guitar and singing. Uh, my best friend in Long Beach, Matt, is a drummer. He uh, he builds drum sets. They're called beatbox drums, and they're like these compact like it, all, the whole drum set fits inside the box, but it sounds like a big fucking drum set. So um, we met a few years ago just playing gigs in Long Beach, and uh, I've become super homies and. He really helped unlock the concept of Kevin Land Band because, like, you know, I've, I was actually hesitant to use that as a band name, like, years ago. And um, he's been there from day one of Kevin Land Band, the, re you know, the current iteration. Like, he's been there. So about three, four years, we've been, like, friends and building this concept together. Um, most recent additions, uh, well, most recent addition is that we have a guy, Shaheen, on synth. He's only played one show with us so far, but a he's synth. a synthesizer. Oh, synthesizer. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm lucky I can play the radio. Yeah, you're doing great, by the way. But Cynthia, he's uh, not just like, that's where you get like that modern, like just sense of depth and bigness at a show, right? Like, because, you know, everyone plays guitar, but like you add that like supersonic, like level of just like atmosphere and suddenly it's like you're at a festival or in a movie, like it just creates that extra layer. Um, so he's, He's playing, we're, we have a show tomorrow night in Long Beach and there's five of us playing. So that'll be our first, all five of us together. But he and I played a show a few weeks ago with Chelsea Velasquez. She's the most recent, uh, well, not, she's the second most recent edition, I guess. She uh, she just sings backup, backup vocals and really co-lead on a few songs that I've written. Or now, now we're getting to a point where we're playing songs she's written, which I really enjoy too, because despite the name of the band, I'm not like, it's not about just my music or whatever. Like it, I just think the band name works better. It does work. It rolls off yeah. the tongue. Well, yeah. So I'm, I'm in no means like my songs or else like I'm here. We're here to like share good music and she writes great songs too. So duets and co-leads and whatever. So she's come in and added a lot. Um, and she's actually, I'm actually moving out of this apartment you see in two days and she's moving in. So like we're switching places. Um, nice. Bro, you have nothing packed. What are you doing? No, no, no. Look, look, there's a lot of boxes. I kept them out. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm looking on the wall. I'm looking on the wall here and thinking yeah. to myself, like, dude, you're out in two days. You are really in denial right now. I'm moving three blocks away. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna figure it out. But um, yeah, so that's what well, that's four of us. And then Brian Narvi uh, is a high school friend actually, who's he just ran on bass, and bass has been the hardest position to keep filled. We've had four or five bassists in three, four years. Um and uh varying levels of commitment and skill but brian like we, we've been friends since high school and we've never played in a band together somehow but we've both been playing in bands ever since and one day it just occurred to me to reach out to him i think for this recording was really the first time he got involved and when you played because we had uh we had another really good basis before that but he moved a couple hours away to you know be married and have kids and stuff and we're stoked for him but yeah brian was still available and um he plays in a few projects but he showed up really big for us and we've done maybe three or four shows together with him now. And um, yeah, we're stoked. He was, he was COVID positive until yesterday. So he's going to make the show tomorrow. <laughs> well, tell everybody about where, where is the show tomorrow? I know this will go out tomorrow at 7 a.m. Eastern standard time. Okay. So maybe some folks can catch it. And holler. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, I'm not sure if it'll be online, but it's uh, it's part of uh, an event in Long Beach called sweet sounds. Like, you know, it's at a, it's at a chocolate shop. 
up front yep. in front of the chocolate shop. Um, so it's called Sweet Sounds. It's tradi- it's typically an open mic. It's a once a month open mic. However, because it's a five year anniversary tomorrow, it's more of a showcase. Um, and there's a lot of great talents playing. You know, a few songs each. And then Kevin Land Band is one of two headliners. Um, so we'll be playing around like eight thirty nine p.m. Pacific time. Um, the full five piece band. It's, it's at a place called Kubo, which is like an abandoned church in Long Beach. Um, really cool setup. Um, there's like yeah, it's just a really fun vibe. It's like I, I used to go to so many open mics. Now I only go to one, and it's the Sweet Sounds event. Um, but tomorrow it's a showcase. Um, so yeah, if you follow Kevin Lamband on Instagram, you can find out details. If you're in the area and want to show up, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of other great bands playing or solo acts both. So um, yeah, but first first time for all five of us together, which is great because we have a bigger show in about a month where we'll get to play a whole set and everything too. This is like four or five songs tomorrow. Nice. So being in being in Long Beach and being in SoCal type thing, have you guys done any like I'll, I'll call it street performing? But I know when I was living out there, <clears throat> some of the musicians that I heard that were on the beach and stuff were phenomenal. I mean, and it's just and, and sometimes you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's just a, it's a, someone that's just out there uh, performing. They just want to do it. And it turns out that they've actually sold and have. 200 songs out there like is that something that you guys do and do that street performing aspect of it to gain some gain some attention there done some of that so i mean there is yeah we you know busking as it's known like there is a big contingent of that busking it just means performing on the street i Mm -hmm. i learned that word like three years ago and i've been doing it for a lot of my life so don't feel too bad keep using words i don't know keep playing around (laughs) make me here to educate (laughs) um yeah i'm just gonna take ass cap to sleep with him uh, I love it. So I'm up to ASCAP, synth, and boinking. What, what the hell was it? Boinking. I don't know. What was it? Busking. Yeah. Busking. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm busking right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. And I'd say I've actually done more of it in Long Beach. I used to live in San Francisco. We did some there too. But as, as a five piece band, no, but like me and Matt, the drummer I mentioned, like his drum sets are especially great because you can set up a big loud kit. That, that's kind of what made me think of it because you said that yeah. it was so compact. That's perfect for setting up on a beach or setting up on the on the sidewalk right there. Yeah, and it's cool. Like Long Beach, I mean, LA too, but I, I do this more in Long Beach. Like they're good about like, hey, we're doing like an art walk this weekend. We'll pay you or like we'll put you in front of a business that'll pay you to come play for a few hours and your friends walk by and you like make up songs about the people walking by and like, yeah, it's a good time. And it is, yeah, we always promote ourselves if we do something like that for sure. Um, but the full band, I don't know, like I've been, especially like, you know, when I, before Kevin land band, it was like, yeah, me and Matt would just go do it on the corner. But like, as far as promoting Kevin land band as like a, a brand or whatever, like we really started to get steam before the pandemic and like hit pause, changed a lot of band members over the t- next couple years and like now that we're like back to being able to book shows i've been like i'm being a little selective and making sure that like hey if we're gonna all be available let's all put some effort into showing up and getting people to show up um which typically is like a little more exciting for me if it's like in a cool venue versus like what, what are y'all doing let's walk down to the street corner like which yeah, is fun. I, I give you that it's, vibe. it's a different experience you know well, I feel like if that's an abandoned church, I mean, churches are known for having some kick-ass acoustics. Like to to have the the sound inside a abandoned church, I feel like would be really good for you guys playing. It's pretty epic. And actually, tomorrow, I'm not sure if we're in the church or out. They do shows in both. And either way, it's a great venue, like the outdoor space. That is the Lord's house, and you are welcome. Yes, you are welcome in there. Thank the Lord for that. Yes, 
that is the Lord's house and you are welcome in there. And if they tell you you're not, tell them that's a real problem. That's a real problem. Sounds good. I've been know. watching a lot of Father Brown, a lot of a lot of British priest crime show. <laughs> there, there's a lot of a lot of singing and acoustics in a church. So interesting. So, so as you're moving along with this, and, and really, you know, like you said, you started gaining some traction. 2020 hits. It's March. the The world's gonna fall apart until we all realize that hmm, maybe not. You know, the billionaires were losing money. They ain't trying to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> You know, isn't, that, isn't it amazing how that works? This is no longer real. The billionaires are losing money. And we're all sitting here. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. It's amazing how that works. <clears throat> In a minute here, my shit's going to glitch because they're one of them's going to be like, what did he say? <laughs> okay. Good shit. Shut, that, shut <laughs> that shit right down. Look, it, it's kind of like us. Man shouldn't butt into anything that ain't his own affair. You know, it's kind of like that. So, like, I love this soundboard. I've already been harassed about it. I had to find some way to use John Wayne. But um, so a- as you're starting to gain new steam and, and moving that direction, how – so the music industry is always odd to me, and, and it's always one of these worlds where it, it's truly the difference between making a left and making a right and, and the right person being in the room. Mm. How in this modern – way of doing it are you trying to you know separate yourself because i know you're playing gigs you've got yourself you're doing all these songs but what are some of the things that if somebody was out there now and was like hey i want to get into this 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 and i really want to get myself out there what are some of the things you would suggest or things you even wish you would have done that you feel maybe man if i'd have done this at the beginning we'd have been this much further yeah totally and like i mean this much further like define success for yourself right like what is success and then think about how you want to get there. And, and ultimately, like, be a good person. Like, have a good attitude. Like, it, you do, yeah, turning left, turning right, having the right person in the room. Like, you can be in the room with an executive and be really talented. But if you're, like, rude or you don't listen or take feedback well, like, they're not going to work with you, right? So it's, like, it's, it's a business. Like, you are, like, you have to be able to collaborate with people and trust people and, and yeah, take feedback. It's, like, a very personal thing. So I know that, like, getting comfortable hearing why people didn't like something I wrote was something that took like some practice early on where now it's like, whatever, you don't, I don't care if you like my stuff, but like that wasn't always easy. So I think getting comfortable with that, like even the biggest, most successful musicians in the world are hated by millions of people. So like, you know, get comfortable. It's the Nickelback effect. Like I never understood this. Yeah. Like, yeah, well you, you haven't made it. You haven't made it until you have people that hate you. I mean, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the old adage is you gotta, yeah. And you know, say, say yes to stuff. Like, don't be like, it's good. It's good to say yes. Someone invites you to play a thing. Like, go try it. See how it goes. And like, don't be overly attached to outcomes or perfection. Right. Cause like I've seen like such incredibly talented people who are like about to release a song for the last six years. And it's like, when it finally happens, it might not be that exciting because you've just been like, you build, you build it up and build it up in your head. And it's like, just get comfortable with stuff, putting stuff out. So that like you can move on because I think people well, that's, are upset. That's yeah, six years that you don't oh, I'm frozen. Sorry. What'd you say, Dibs? No, no, I my computer. No, I was saying, yeah, that's it's six years that you could have been doing writing that many more songs and really finding yourself throughout that. So Absolutely. Like do it, you know, I, I have and I know I know people or have had friends or worked with people who are like very professional, full time, highly financially successful musicians, right? And like the advice 
they give if I ask is like, just make sure you love it. Like do it because you love it. Like, you know, it, it can be a job and you can love your job. But like, if you're, you know, you don't want to hate it or, or be stressed out about it, right? Like you, you do it. You started this because you like it and like you should continue to love it and do it for that reason primarily. Now, Dibs keeps freezing. It's so funny. You're not frozen right now, but it's funny when you freeze Dibs. So it's Nate, Starlink. <laughs> it, it, it's it's Skynet. The, the hamster died. Okay, just let it bring back to life real quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dibs does all of his recordings from a bomb shelter that he dug himself with a spork. Uh, it, it, it's I live in the middle of absolutely nowhere, Michigan. Like absolutely nowhere, and I've got Starlink. So thanks, Elon. Like at least I have somewhat good internet. You and the Iranians. <laughs> yep. Yep. Did you see that? Outside, complete left turn here. Did you see that? No. So Iran is using Starlink, or so the I love this one. So I hope you guys love the Iranians because because <laughs> it's not Elon. It's the American people are providing them with internet access. He's actually like they're doing something in like airdropping stuff into Iran because the Iranian government shut off the internet because they were tired of all the rioting and we're dropping Skylink or Skynet or whatever it's called into Iran. And at first people were like, this is so great. Our government. And then people were like, you know, Elon's not paying for that shit. You are. And people were like, what? That's bullshit. That's bogus. (laughs) This is so I don't know. Dibs, actually, we'll let Kevin pick this one. Kevin, pick a number between one and two. 1.6. There you go. So that means this one. So Tim says, uh, Dibs, he can't tell when you freeze or when you're unfreezing. Do you want me to? Ju- I'll just have a clock behind me or you something, or I'll just something. randomly do fingers. Um, there you go. You're going to have to do something. And then uh, this is definitely for, for you. Nate's most important question that he asked during every show for us is what is your favorite go-to food for me? Right. So, um, you know, it's funny, like where, I, where I live up until I've been living in this apartment for six and a half years, I'm, I'm moving in a couple of days, like I mentioned. And up until a, within the last six months, maybe there was this little hole in the wall, Mexican food joint, like two blocks away which wasn't the best Mexican food and restaurant in Long Beach by any means, but it was the closest. So I would go and I'd get uh, tacos and French fries because they also were like, let's serve burgers and fries at this joint, right? So tacos and fries with like a cold Mexican Coke bottle. And then if I was really going for it, I might hit the liquor store next door and get like some sour beers to wash it down and like ice cream. You like the sour beer? You like this? Hold on, man. So you said kombucha earlier and now sour beer. Yeah, He's in SoCal, man. He's yeah. in SoCal. It's a different <laughs> oh, Like I've tried, I tried kombucha one time and I was like, I, ooh. And then probably like a couple years later, my wife came home with, she was like, oh, it's, you know, try this. And I'm like, I'm, a, I'm of the firm belief. Don't ever just dismiss something after one try. Yeah. You got to try it again if it's a food. And I tried it again and I'm like, no. And sour beer, it got one shot. I went to Ithaca Brewing up in Ithaca, New York. And they had a like phenomenal, if you're ever in the area, phenomenal restaurant, the brewery restaurant. So cool. Your music would play so well in Ithaca. You have no idea how well your music would play in Ithaca. Cornell is right there. Like your vibe. They would love you out there. Like they might make you the mayor, you know, they might, 
possibility. There's a good possibility, but nice. I had a sour beer there and I was like, <laughs> I walked it right back up to the woman because I had heard it on like the, like somebody was like, oh, sour beer is amazing. And I walked it up to the back up to the bartender and I was like, I can't drink this. She goes, I completely understand. <laughs> Poured it out and gave me like their main beer is called Flower Power. Yeah. And she was like, here's a Flower Power. I'm like, perfect. Thank That's you. Better. I was like, oh. That's hilarious. Oh, it was so bad for me. So any like so a lot of these shows I'm I'm hearing in your local area, around the Long Beach area, things like that. Anything coming up where you might be leaving Cali, traveling around anywhere else? More of a priority coming into next year. Um, because in the past, like I have a lot of friends and connections up in Northern California, down in San Diego, Miss Jackson, Mississippi, all the way up to Maine. So like I'm, I'm very interested. This is the first time where I have like so many people in the band and so many places we could play. Um, and I'd say like my, my, like my planning and my like day to day, like focus as far as logistics were concerned this year, really actually veered towards uh, like physical activity. Some of the outdoor stuff you've been seeing. I just, I just like entered an ultra marathon last weekend that required a lot of training miles. Yeah. I only made it to 57 after a lot of puke. Oh, but... only 57. Oh, I'm lucky 50. if I make it to 57 feet. <laughs> Listen to me 20 years in the Marine Corps yeah, and you wouldn't get me to run during those days. They'd have been like, "Oh, Gunny, you're running 100 miles." I'd have been like, "Oh, you better get that Humvee ready to drive my ass." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so my my point is like, I've been doing that every weekend. I've been doing that every week. Like, I've been living and breathing it in a lot of ways while continuing to make music and try to move apartments and do all this other shit. So I've been overwhelmed. Um, but now I've got the band, the full band and a variety of places around the country that we could play. So I, I do want to plan something more further reaching. You know, we've got the one single out. We've got another one next month. And I'd say no later than the third one, which, should, which will be early next year. I think we need to, like, get out, of, get out of Long Beach and play some more shows for sure. Well, how long till a full album then? Like, I mean, it, you've got two, would you say, 100 songs? Yeah. It, it, sitting on Spotify. Obviously... The band members, you could share the music. Everybody can go through it, figure out what their favorite is. We're making this shit happen right now. Yeah. What I need you to do is go ahead and share the hundred songs with the other band members. Yeah. Twenty songs per. Yeah. Everybody picks their favorite favorite five. They share those five with the next person next to them who picks three of those. Yeah. That breaks down to now fifteen songs. You have fifteen songs of those fifteen songs. You go ahead and you record them, and then you you got a whole album. You didn't realize I was that talented to figure this shit out. Yeah, that math you just did, it's fast math on the fly. I'm blown away. Yeah, well done. Um, no, you're right. I, I think like my originally, because I was doing the three, I was in such a mindset of like three at a time, keep going, keep going. So like when we started recording for the band, we're re-recording some of those, the hundred you mentioned, right? Like it was like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to release, you know, we're going to release a whole album next year. And like, that was sort of the plan. But a lot of people I talked to, like industry friends and contacts, it's like, it's more like releasing consistently is really valuable too. And like, so for now, I've re I only, we've only recorded three songs as a band. You, one is out, you've heard it, you've played it. Another one's coming out, another one's coming out. And between now and then, yeah, we'll get back in the studio, we'll record two or three more. And then after that, we'll record two or three more. And then, then it's a decision of like, well, do we release a full album of everything recorded? Do we re-record 10 to 15 new songs? And you're right. It's like, there is a filtration process because I, I play songs out 
and I'm surprised by which ones people like and don't like. And that, that plays into it, you know, tweak a few lyrics here and there, whatever. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, a album, we could put an album out next year, but if the single release strategy keeps working, like, I'm not going to force it, I guess, basically. I forced three songs a month out for three years, and that was really fulfilling. Um, but I, and I was ready to force an album out, but just after starting the process, it, it didn't seem necessary to, like, make that a priority so much as, like, keep building community around the music and around the experience and that's that's been really successful and i feel more more in touch with the people who are supporting me as a musician in the last one year since i actually stopped releasing songs aggressively and just have the catalog to share and like use as a way to connect with people um that there's like a lot more traction and a lot more momentum going on around any individual like musical event or moment in the band's trajectory so sean mentioned it earlier about the brewery and how like you at you do have that like brewery type uh like that really relaxed vibe have you i mean like obviously being in socal <clears throat> and mentioning the outdoors and stuff have you made your way up to big bear and done any shows up there uh any of that type of thing i i feel like your vibe would be super good up in big bear down in temecula like the brewery winery type thing dude it's crazy that you mentioned both big bear and temecula not as a full band but i got booked in big bear last summer it was like a nice paying gig. It was a long drive, but it paid enough. So I was like, okay. I drove out and it was like a combination of covers and originals for like 45 minutes for an angling competition. So like, nice. out, like fishing angling. Yeah. 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 So you have, I was like, just play through the afternoon. It was like, I was like Eagle song, Kevin Land song, Beatles song, Kevin Land song. I was just like, you know, moving them all together. And that was a great day. That was like a Sunday. Um, and then Temecula is actually, I haven't played a gig there per se, but I, I have a really important, musical connection to Temecula and some friends who are the daughters of the bass player from the band Free, which had a big hit song in the 70s called All Right Now, which is like in every car commercial you've ever seen or whatever. Um, if you look it up, you'll, you will instantly know the song. But like they, you know, Andy Fraser, the, the bass player from that band and writer of that song, he passed away maybe six, seven years ago now. And these girls, Hannah and Jasmine, inherited his old home in Temecula. And uh, it's like five acres and every, every few months they'll just like put an uh, invite out to their artist community. And I know them through a mutual friend who's in San Francisco. Um, and, you know, they'll just host us for a few days and it's like a little mini Burning Man showcase DJ music. So Temecula. Oh, fun. Yeah. My music plays in Temecula, but in a, in a unique and atypical context. Well, it's Temecula's like mix of wine country, brewery. Like it, it's yeah. such a, because it's right there between LA and that's when I lived. I lived in Marietta for a little while. So it's okay. it's that mix like, oh, where do you live? I'm like, I'm an hour south of LA and I'm an hour north of San Diego. Like it's just yeah. that mixing point of so many different cultures and stuff out there. Like you go to a country bar, which all the Marines went to, Sean, it was very uh, it was like the stampede, I think, is something that's <clears throat> downtown Temecula. But yeah, yeah. I yep. went to one country bar in my entire life once. One, we'll never go again. Have yep. zero point zero interest. I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy that somebody goes. We'll go to a country bar. But what's crazy about that is two of my favorite artists right now, like modern artists that I really enjoy, is Tyler Childers and Sturgill oh. Simpson. Nose on the grindstone. Like, love both of them. Would go see them. Another one that's coming around here that I that I've been turning a lot of people onto that I really love 
is uh, Marcus King. And uh, I like jam band. And that's kind of one of – I listened to some of your music, and I definitely got kind of a jam band vibe going on there. Is that something you, you would go – that you like to go towards? Or is it more – that's kind of like, yeah, we got a little bit of that vibe, but it's not really what I enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's more part of the the vibe than necessarily like what I'm quote, going for. I love like in eighth grade, I was obsessed with like Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page, and they put out all those like DVDs with like here's Stairway to Heaven, but the guitar solo is twelve times longer than you're used to, and yeah. like forty eight minutes for Stairway to Heaven. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so like. I'm really into that idea, like the live version being way more of a jam, but like, and I've gone to a fish show and taken acid and had a great time for sure. But like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like trying to write 18 minute songs or anything either. You know that a fish, well, I read this years ago. I don't know if it's still true, but there are four guys in that band. And like, after every show, they each get into their own private bus and then they text each other like all night, like being like, what do you think of the show? Like, oh, I don't know that song we played the third song. And it's like, that was crazy. Oh, what about that fan you saw in the sixth song? Like, I just think that's hilarious. That they're like, that no, strikes me as something fish would do. <laughs> okay. well, where, yeah. where Dibs, where Dibs is kind of from. I mean, yeah. out this way, and where I live in uh, Albany, New York, fish is huge out here. They do yeah. now. They, you know, they they moved their New Year show. It used to be always up up in this area. Now they do it out of uh, Madison Square Garden. Wow. Yeah, they're huge, man, and like. I, I do like also like during the pandemic, something really cool happened in Long Beach is like, especially before venues were even slightly close to reopening is like outdoor shows started happening all the time. So even if we were playing, you know, song after song, it'd be like, you'd see this a lot, right? Like, Hey, it's, it's either an open mic or like a, Hey, we're going to have Kevin Lamb band play. And then we're going to have this other band play. And then we're going to have an open jam for 30 minutes. And like, everyone would just jump and grab an instrument. And like, I would be playing drums and like, I, I'm not a great drummer. Like it'd just be fun, you know? So that's like that jam band energy or like the feel good level of it and then you know every now and then you'd be like holy shit like those guys ripped for the last 15 minutes who are they um so that that's something i appreciate and enjoy and like bring into the equation but i wouldn't say it's what we're going for necessarily so like you you obviously um you were talking about like the whole pandemic and putting out so many songs did you do any uh essentially live shows i know a couple of Band. Like I'm a huge Bumpin' Uglies fan, which is like that sublime type feel nice. uh, type thing. But they did a whole like the the lead singer just himself did a whole release uh, where like every Thursday he would go live for an hour. Like, did you think about doing any of that stuff? Would you do any of that stuff just to I mean, kind of not necessarily keep yourself uh, relevant, but just to anyone that listens to you to kind of give them something to go with. And it's a whole different feel in home studio type deal. Yeah. And I did, I did some on my own. I got, I got like books to play a couple online shows like that through people that I knew um, in LA and such. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I even, Oh, I did. I took, um, I don't know if you guys heard about clubhouse. That was an app that got really funny. Yep. So that was like p- part of my like in-person, right? Like I had a writer workshop called aim for the heart. I was going to every week in person that moved to clubhouse at one point. And through that, I met some other guy who met some other guy and like, I was on this app, like the streaming app for a couple months where I would just get on the stream every morning. And like, it was a weird, it was actually a contract. It was really weird. It was kind of like Twitch or something where like you would get, you could get paid if you had a certain amount of viewers and a certain amount of like, was that fireside? It was called Bigo actually B I G O. I think it was from Singapore, something like that. Um, Sounds and like I don't know. 
I, I never, it never really took off for me, but like, I, I gave it a go, you know, it was like, I would, and I actually, I remember I met, I would occasionally like some woman would sign in and she would stick with me for like 90 minutes and just like ask me questions while I played songs. So that was cool. Like a great way to like connect very specifically with like one person, which I think goes a long way, but I have a hard time like building an audience, especially when like, I'm not actually talking to anyone. Like here we're all, we're online, but we're like all chatting with each other. And it's like to just sing in the screen and then like read the notes and be like, Oh yeah, brother, I got to give you this. Cause 110%. <laughs> I, I have tried when I started doing podcasting, I was like, well, I could just talk out into the ether. I'll just get it all off my chest. And I yeah. realized that like 10 minutes into that, I felt like a crazy person <laughs> that like, I'm just talking out into nothing and there's no one responding back. Um, it's like talking to my children. It's like, no one is, is responding to this. So I understand exactly what you mean. That's why I like pot what we're on right now. StreamYard. That's why I like StreamYard because people can interact and have a conversation. Uh, I am curious. So, and this has probably come up to you before. Um, but is there any, like, I'm always curious of this with musicians. Is there any particular artist right now or that you listen to? Cause I know who I think, you would be an amazing opener for two different bands come to mind to me, but I think it's my age and, and our age, but is there any bands that you're like, Hey, I would love to be a co-headliner with or, or open for somebody that, that for you, like this is your, your dream to be able to be with them. Yeah. And I mean, a bunch of names were running through my mind when you asked that one, one artist came earlier this year around the time Taylor Hawkins died for the first time. I like, I considered that like, I don't think we sound like Foo Fighters, but I think like energetically and like attitude wise, like I really look up to Dave Grohl and I think he's like a really exciting character in the music industry as far as like rock stars are concerned. I read his book earlier this year and I was really like excited by it. So I think as far as like a massive name, that would be really fun to play with the Foo Fighters um, and, you know, open for them or whatever. And, and you know, they, they're like, they're, they've been around long enough that you could almost call some of their stuff classic rock, but they're still like relevant in the modern hey, scene. Hey, hey. It's not classic, right? Almost. God. I was talking about this the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, 2003. I'm like, shit, that was 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> shit. Anyways, it's alternative. <laughs> Ultimately, it's alternative rock. And that's like, I think all, all rock, indie pop, like that's where Kevin McMahon band sits. So like, as you were saying it, I've never really thought about Tame Impala being that band, but like they would be a really cool, like more modern Who? Tame Impala. Yeah, like they're... I didn't realize how big they were until I saw them at Coachella on the same stage and night as Radiohead. And I was like, Oh, they're also a big deal. I guess. I don't, I don't even know who they are. It doesn't make, yeah. They're, they're cool. They're like a, they're like very indie rock. Like a lot of the synthesizer, like creative songwriting, like trippy, but also like modern and catchy. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Um, there's some like long beach bands, like rival sons. Uh, that'd be cool to play with. Um, and then I, another one came to mind when you asked, and now now it's uh, escaping me. But so you know what I was thinking was Dave Matthews and Counting Crows. Dave Matthews for sure. I actually thought that name. Thanks for the reminder. I like. I'm not as big a Counting Crows fan. I don't. I don't have an issue with them. I just don't know their catalog that well. But Dave oh. Matthews for sure. So I'm a know- Counting Crows fan, and I I feel like like you'd have been the their circus tour would have been so perfect for you because they're they're like you were talking about earlier where. They're a band that might grab a song like um, "Long uh, 
something off of August and everything in between, which was their first big, big hit. Like they could grab a song from that that we consider as like a slow, like kind of uh, jam. And the next thing you know, they've sped it up completely, and they're all in with electric guitars. And you're like, what the hell am I listening to? That's. And then they end all their shows where all the bands that were involved in the show come out on stage and just jam a couple of songs together. They're, they're that like, if you've never seen them, I I can't, like I've probably seen them like four or five times. And I've had a friend of mine who's probably seen them about 20 or 30 times. Awesome. Another, uh, another band, a Michigan band actually dips is um, Lord Huron. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're a modern band. They, uh, I met, I met their guitar player in 2014 and we kept in touch. And I've just watched them blow up because when he when I met him, he was like, they were just kind of becoming really successful. I think I've heard of Fozzie. I'd have to check them out. Thanks, um, that would be oh god, what the hell's the wrestler's name? Um, can't think of the rest the pro wrestler's name. He's the lead singer for Fozzie, and they're legit. Um, god, what the hell's his name? Dibs, the pro wrestler. But they're legit. Like yeah, they're they're in that Nickelback. Um, stain kind of vibe. I can't think of the name name of the uh, pro wrestler right now. Now I am going to put you on spot for a second, Kevin. I know you weren't prepared for this. Uh-oh. No one was prepared, but I'm trying to figure out. So it's probably your left shoulder, Chris Jericho. The, Jericho, yeah, Jericho. Chris Jericho, the pro wrestler. Chris Jericho is the lead singer for Fozzie, and he's legit. Like they're a legit. When I first heard about him, like. Is this like some kind of, you know, like stupid, like, look, I'm in a band, but I'm a wrestler. No, he's like, he's a legit musician. Um, you know who else is a legit musician? Is, um, the hell is his name from, this is my problem in life. I remember no names, Kevin, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just had the thing with Amber Heard, uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp is like a legit, like if you find, like he can sing in the entire nine yards. But there's a guitar over your left shoulder. There is. Would you be willing to serenade dibs um, and play play something? I don't care. Something that you feel like maybe nobody's heard yet that they should hear. Or you can play some. Uh, I almost did it again. Blue Windbreaker. I almost said blue blue suede. Uh, blue suede velvet smoking jacket. Uh, yeah, blue blue suede <laughs> smoking jacket. I love. <laughs> That is even better. Would you be willing to serenade? Are you, are you, do you have the vibe right there? And, and all I can say is, well, baby sister, I don't think you can get $50. <laughs> Adam West. Um, no, it's John Wayne. John Wayne. How embarrassing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 this, this guitar is more of a collection. I was going to say, that's a display piece. That That's too beautifully displayed to it, not play. It was, I don't know anything. It was signed by Tom Morello at a, you know, the guitar dancing machine a number of years ago. So, and then it broke. I was still playing it, but it actually broke. So I just hang it now. But I could play you something. There's, there's other guitars back here. That you, if you're if you're down. Yeah, sure. Are you are you down? Yeah. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Actually, I did, but I did. You totally did. I'm, it's gonna be like this awkward. Oh, time. there's only like eight guitars yeah. leaning up against the back I wall. I don't know what I'm gonna play. <laughs> how can I find hurt. a guitar? He just turns and there's just eight. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those like, Sean, I wasn't prepared to play something for you. I don't know which one of these instruments I, I could use. 
<laughs> so before you before you start playing, what is your guitar? Do you have a brand of choice? Obviously, you've got your Fenders that are the big ones, but I know that there's some smaller ones out there too. But so electric guitar, the electric guitar I've been playing since high school is, is a called GNL, which was Leo Fender's second guitar. Yep. Yep. Fender, um, and then by coincidence, I've I've gone both acoustic guitars that have lasted me the longest have been. Uh, ones where I went to Guitar Center seeking a Taylor or a Martin and then wound up buying something else. Um, or not even Guitar Center, but, you know, the shop where I was going to buy a guitar. Yep. And, um, this one I got in 2019, I think. It's a Takamini. It's a Japanese brand. They're, they're fairly large. They're not as big as the other two I mentioned, but um, I really like this guitar a lot. And then I used to have a Korean guitar made by Parkwood. That one got stolen a number of years ago. That's when I got this one after. So those have been my favorite acoustics. But the G, I love the GNL. Um, I haven't bought a new electric guitar in a long time. I'm also, side note, I'm not someone who's like, oh, I can't produce. I don't have the right gear. Oh, I can't play. I need to buy a new guitar. Like, I don't buy into any of that. I'm like, you can you can get more out of the same guitar indefinitely. So, like, I don't, yep. you know. That's the only guitar. Yep. I had a Fender Strat for a while. Like, just the classic, typical starter kit for I want to learn how to play guitar. And, yeah, so. I had a Tyco, probably. Maybe a Tyco right. or, or a Metallica. Uh, I do often use a pick. Um, I'm not right now because my house is in disarray, and I just grabbed the. And I stuck his ass right on the on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how much time we have or whatever. This is my show. We got all the time you want. We play what the hell you want to play. All right, this song came to mind. It's it's a fan favorite. It's a little. Uh, it can be shocking at times, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I like shocking. I think you're pretty perfect for me. My heart loves your electricity on fire. And don't you think you and me could write a story bigger than the sum of sheep plus he? I'm talking about we. We got all the same dreams. And I see who you be. More than just a student. No more being prudent with you. Fuck your boyfriend. Come and dance with me. Hey, baby. Can I keep you company? You've been teasing. I'm beseeching you. Tired of lying, and I'm trying to do right by you. Trying to do right by you. Trying to do right by you. Ninety-nine cigarettes. Ninety-nine decisions later. I'm still falling for you. something greater we got all the same friends and I can't just pretend we're a couple students maybe I'm too prudent for you what can I do Fuck your boyfriend, come and dance with me. 
baby, can I keep you company? You've been teasing, I'm beseeching you. I'm tired of lying and I'm trying to do right by you. I'm trying to do right by you. I'm trying to do right by you. And we'll leave it at that. There's more, but you know. I don't even know. I don't even know if the <clears throat> the clapping is good enough. That that's that's fucking phenomenal, dude. dude that was like, so that, that's cool. amazing. Thanks, guys. Oh, that's so great. Fuck your boyfriend. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's just just the the fucking uh, sorry swearing. Um, <laughs> the the vibe of it, man. It's yeah. it's just that. Just, even even with something like that, it's just such a relaxing, like fun. Just have a beer to it. Just sit outside and just give zero fucks. <laughs> like like that's how I feel when I listen to that. I, I, you're Kevin. There's one. There is another. I know we went over some rules uh, of the show. There's one extra rule, and I guess now that Dibs is. You know, and for those of you who haven't figured it out, Dibs is kind of he's becoming my my sidekick with this and moving in and trying, you know, when I can take some days off and everything. So, you know, because New York City Comic Con's coming up next week and I'm gonna be in the city and I think Dibs is gonna take over next week. We're gonna see. Mm. We're gonna see if he can handle it. If if he fucks this up like polio, we're gonna see how well it goes from there. You know, hey, polio get, just means I don't have legs. We'll be all right. Yeah, go get vaccinated. Uh, look, get vaccinated, people. Shit works. Been working for a long time. Um, and somebody's gonna call me up, hit me up, be like, "Yo, oh, don't talk about that." Uh, yes. you, know, you know, science. Who knows? Uh, but God, I'm, I'm a, like, you. You're just so talented. But there is yeah. one other rule. And this rule is when you walk the red carpet somewhere, yes. so if you get to, to that, when you get to that point that you're going for a Grammy, there is a rule on this show. Okay. You have to take me. I don't need to be on a camera. I don't need to be shit. I just need to be your plus one. Okay. I'll wear a ball gown for you. I've seen it. I, fuck, I'll wear yeah. I don't care. Can <laughs> you the whole, twirl and the answer? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't care. Uh, Nate, I don't need to change the rating of this show. It's just, it's always been an adult show. Uh, it's just, trust me, there, this is the lightest we've ever been. Um, but I promise you, you need, like, so if you need, I'll make this deal. If it means I got to wear a ball gown, I'll wear a ball gown to go on the red carpet. And I promise you, I got nice legs. Um, All that running in the Marines. Hey, look, I got nice. And now I'm, I mean, I'm wearing those boots and boot bands i mean you don't have to shave your legs no bro <laughs> that's a whole nother thing dibs and i can talk about it. I, I i pulled out a set of boots that i had forever a pair of baits baits are garbage baits will never be my sponsor so i'm not worried about it but i pulled out a pair of baits boots to go cut my grass the other day old boots i was like ah, i'll just cut the grass in these i walked in the house and i'm like why do these feel so wonky on me and I looked down and I didn't realize the soul on them had started to disintegrate. Oh, geez. They're like, there's a boot company called out by you in Cali called Danner. D-A-N-N-E-R. 
I own a pair of Danner boots I bought in 1996. I remember when I bought them because my feet kept getting wet in the old like leather. We called them Cadillacs. And my feet would always get wet when it rained. And I wanted something with a little bit of uh, Gore-Tex in it. This was like Gore-Tex was first becoming big and Thinsulite and all that. I've had these boots since 1996 and all they need on them is a new sole. That's it. The leather is still good. Everything's and that company. They don't pay me. I wish they would. You can take those boots and send them right back to Danner right now. And they'll recondition them, redo them and send you back those same boots. I paid like $180 for in 96 or 300 and some dollars now. Epic. Yeah. Like you guys, like that is the best boot company in the world to me. Like I, I listen to these people that are like with these like weird boots. And I'm like, I told you we make left turns here. Danner boots. The shit. Danner boots. Danner boots. Well, going going back to that with me swearing, it music is definitely like a huge. I mean, it's I've said it before. Like music, music got me through deployments. Music got me through some crap crap times. So it's one of those things. Like you feel it, and it's especially being former military. It's like let's swear because that's how I show that I'm passionate about something. So nice. yeah, that's. Well, it, you know what, though, but I don't want to get ready to cut this off, but you bring up a great point, Dibs. Is there any albums or songs for you, Kevin? Like, like for me, for example, you know, we talk about, I, I was talking about Counting Crows. Uh, when I hear their second album, and it's escaping me right now, it reminds me of, of my second de- uh, of a deployment. When I hear The Wallflowers, that was an album I listened to throughout that entire. That's back when you had to stick a CD on, and that was all I had was you know a bunch of CDs, and so that was one that I listened to all the time. Was was the Wallflowers? Is there any like music that you know when? And I, I imagine there's a lot of it, but that's something that just really inspires you or kind of sticks with you that you just kind of go, "That's my go-to." Hmm. Even style, styling, like you can hear what my styling, I really like that. Like vocals are very important to me. Yes, there's got to be a good sound to it, but I'm listening to what you're saying throughout it. So, and I want to actually be able to understand you. Like I have no, like I, other side of that is I love Pantera. Uh, Cowboys from Hell is an amazing album. Like that album is a beast. Judas Priest is getting ready to come and play here in Albany. And I love Hellbent for leather. That's one of the best albums ever created in my opinion. Uh, Razor's edge again, another one, but I got kind of this vibe of what I like. What is it for you that kind of like you're turning on the radio and you're, you're vibing to it. What yeah. is it for you or, or brings back those memories when you need those memories? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because my, my generation has been, we, I haven't been listening to albums the same way I used to for the last like 10 years, right? I mean, I still enjoy them. It's, I, I will get obsessed with a single and listen to it on repeat for a whole day and then I'll playlist stuff out. But like the albums that came to mind first was like Dark Side of the Moon. When I hear that album, it's, it's a great album, but I also like, it brings me back to like playing video games in seventh grade because I would just nice. be like by myself like, playing Zelda and like listening to dark side. That was like when I first heard it. So like, there's a very like visual visceral experience I have when I think of that album, um, that it happens to involve like video games, which is random. But like I was driving back from that ultra marathon in Oregon, 16 hour drive when you get a flat tire, by the way, oh. um, like, and I put on this album by a band called group love, which was, they really blew up in like 2010. Probably. I remember group love. Yeah. And they're, they're still around, but like they, 
they had this album come out called Never Trust a Happy Song. Um, yay, that's awesome, Kristen. And, and Chris, Krista, who was a guest last week, she's actually um, very politically connected in California. She She's very politically connected. And I got to agree with her for those who can't say it. She totally agrees with, with our guest. Music is great therapy. It can heal your soul. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love the album. Both this, this vibe of it is very like happy and high energy. But it's very tongue in cheek. Like the, the name of the album is funny. Like never trust a happy song. It's like, well, why not? And it's like, I get that feedback a lot. Like, wow, your, your set was great. Really happy. Not all the lyrics are happy, but the song. Like, So I identify with that. And I think that. And also when you see them live, it's like a good mix of men and women and like just the energy, but also like these are tight, good songs. So it's like somewhere between fun and like exciting visually. Um, and I just hear all that in the album. So that's that's one that I, you know, I just went back to it this weekend after not hearing it for years and years. And it was still like, oh, yeah, I love this album. So, I just yeah. introduced that uh, Dark Side of the Moon to my five year old the other day. Nice. And he, he dug it. You know what? Another one. Uh, Dibs, do you do you remember Super Tramp Dibs? Yes. Super Tramp Breakfast in America is another one of those albums that I could listen all the way through and has a very childhood strong memories for me. That was like for me, not to get too sappy, but that's like my parents divorced. My mom and I moved into a new house and somebody had given me that tape and I listened to that thing over and over and not in a sad way. It was just wow, this music is amazing. I really like it. It yeah. wasn't depressed over it. It was just, it attaches to all the memories from them. Su- Super Tramp Breakfast in America, which again has one of the coolest covers also. If you've never seen the cover, it's the it's the waitress holding the platter with New York City on it. Ooh, cool. I like Super see, Tramp. And I, yeah, out. see, and I think everyone knows, like, <clears throat> I feel like everyone knows that connection with music, but I feel like, especially with all the social media and everything, like it's become so much bigger. I mean, if you look, spoiler alert for anyone who watches Stranger Things, Stranger Things touched on it season, this last season, how powerful music is because it like, it pulls, I mean, it's, it's obviously got its meaning during the show, but if you kind of take it down and break it down, like it's, it pulls you out of really dark places. And it's one of those things, like when you're sitting there talking, you were talking about someone like music that you can understand. I think one of the coolest things that I've, realized was if you ever listen to Slipknot which obviously is like screaming like loud stuff and then people are like oh yeah like I love Stone Sour too I'm like you realize it's the same lead singer right like no way like no it's Corey Taylor like is the same lead singer I love when you can get a band that has such that dimension and it's kind of like that going from electric to to acoustic talk about songs that mean something Sean Five Finger Death Punch has um, Wrong Sign of Heaven which is about PTSD and stuff. So, I, I'm with yeah. you, but, but man, I'm really feeling like Breakfast in America, Super Tramp. Five for oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like it's soul. It's into my soul right there. <laughs> it's because it's because they have it. They've got their electric, like really hard version, and then they've actually got an acoustic version. So it's just that ability to to translate the different style of music with the same bands. Well, that's a, you know what you 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 bring up bringing up the translation and i'm curious and folks if you're still hanging with us thank you we're, we're <laughs> putting, this is this should happens when i'm when i'm enjoying a conversation is how much uh oh i gotta give her i gotta give this one to Kristen. 
Toad, she loves Toad yes. the Wet Sprocket yeah. from yesterday's years. It was a range of emotion. Absolutely. Toad the Wet Sprocket was a phenomenal, phenomenal. Jimmy Eat World falls under that one. Um, what was the one? Possum something. Uh, uh, from They were from Texas. It was something about possum. It was a Texas band. Uh, and I, I'll have to think about that one. But artists today, I don't feel like a lot of them do that. So you used to, you know, think about like Poison, your hair bands. They would always have that ballad song. Why don't art? Why don't your artists do that today? Like I was just even love songs. Like I was listening to uh, on Sirius Satellite Radio. I was listening to uh, the channel Gro- Groove. It's all like '90s music, like that '90s through early 2000s, and they're playing like Tony, 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 and these like uh, Black Street and all these bands. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we, like we used to like like jam dance like grind to this stuff and and i'm thinking to myself and i don't listen to a lot of a lot of the newer stuff that's out there and maybe i'm completely just an old fart at this point but i'm listening to it and i'm thinking my kids listen to like mumble rap and and just stuff that i'm like this is not good like where does this, like where does this change at, or or, or what have we lost? Do you, do you know, Kevin, or is it just we're all old farts? No, I mean, I think I think it's changed. It's not it's not necessarily lost. Like rap is an evolution of like jazz to blues to rap. Like there's so much, there's so much energy in it, and I think the sound of it may not be for everyone. But you know, even Drake has sad songs where he's like singing. You know, and it's not. It's not all mumble rap, but I, I think it's just you hear on the radio what what resonates with the most people, and that tends to be something that's maybe a little less familiar than what than what we're used to in the past. But so, do you have a band that? So, if you had a band that you feel is kind of all, you're never going to know them unless you recommend them. What do you have a band that you would recommend like that? Like that That I can find that that I'd be able to find that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this this band is has definitely got. I've felt this way about this band for a long time. I think they're a lot more popular now, but they're called Phony People. Phony dot okay. um, I think they're a great. It's like a five piece band, five guys. They do like hip hop, rap, pop combo. Really cool nice. band. Um, so I really like them, and, and they used to play. They're playing bigger and bigger venues now, but I, I saw them years ago, and they're still pretty small. And they like hung out after the show and talked to everyone. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they have like any major hits. So you know, you still you still need someone to turn you on to them. And I'm yeah. maybe no, it's fun. I, I like trying to find those. Yeah, like you wouldn't find them unless someone recommended to you type bands. Well, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you, you got to go find Eva Voice. She was a couple weeks ago. Everybody's got to go find the Kevin Land Band. You know, they got to find Tay OG. You know, you got to go find these people. You got to go find Clay. He, you know, they're all here. Yeah. Another, uh, and some, here other, some other Long Beach bands are like Manuel the Band. They're on Spotify. And then uh, there's one called Solar System, but it's like Soul, like S O U L. That's a good one, too. So a couple others for you. Are way less well known than phony people. You got to go find I- Isaiah's Gill. You know he's another one. North by North. Punk Come on, Dornell. 
Uh, Punk is a door now. There we go. That that's another one. You know, you got to go find all because you know why you can find them all, Kevin. Because they're all playing here at the Above the Bar podcast. Oh yeah, they're all here. We got to get right. We're gonna get ready to shut this thing down. Got to close the bar up. We got to make sure all of our stools are pushed in. We got to make sure everything's situated here. Um, so we got the show tomorrow. Yep. And that's there in Long Beach. Uh, what's the venue again? Kubo, K-U-B-O. Check out Sweet Sounds on Instagram or Kevin Land Band and you'll find more details. So make sure, and that's Ke- and that's at Kevin Land Band, uh, not the Kevin Land Band, like I've jacked <laughs> up at, at Kevin Land Band. That's the it. banner that's running across if you're watching the live is completely correct. My verbiage is what is not completely correct. Uh, so make sure you're reach, reaching out and you're checking that Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, he needs more. Look, when this is done, he does not have enough Facebook followers to Kevin Landban. Uh, I need more followers, so make sure you go on there and you follow Kevin Landban. He needs a lot more followers on there so that everyone can know what's going on with him out there. And then we need to find venues to make him come out to the, to the right coast. He's too much time on the left coast. Okay. Come out to the right coast. This is where you need to be. Uh, oh, look. So Kristen, Kristen asked, where are they playing next in Cali? Say it one more time. They're in Long Beach, Kristen. So which yeah. I think isn't far from you, but I don't know California geography at all. I just know it's out there on the left. Yeah, we're in Long Beach tomorrow night. And then late October, we're in somewhere in Orange County. I'll have to follow up on that. Wait a sec. I think that's where Kristen is, is in Orange County. She'll tell me here in a minute or put a message here, Kristen, or, I'll, or send me a text. I think yeah, she's in Orange County. Kristen can reach out on Instagram or Facebook and we can uh, fill her in on the, the latest. Make, make it happen there. Um, so we've got that coming up. We've got, uh, God, I almost did it. I don't know why. I, I can't I can't wait to listen to your music. Uh, I will follow Kevin Landman. Look at that. See? Thanks, Making fans already. Uh, and then we have Blue Windbreaker, which is just a phenomenal song. I'm telling you, like, every time I say it, I want to play the video that I got just because it sounds that good. Yeah, she's in OC. She's in Orange County. I thought awesome. so. Um so make sure you're checking those things out, making sure you're checking out Kevin Landband. Uh, anything else you got going coming up here that you want everybody to know about? Yeah, we got a new song coming out at the end of October. So yeah, follow along on all the things you said and, and you'll get the update on that. But new single late October. I think we're, we're eventually going to do a video for Blue Windbreaker. We've been shut down by a lot of like scheduling and venue conflicts, but that's in production. So video in the song this year and then more next year so just yes follow I've along already, i've already got your merch figured out also at every one of your shows you could sell blue windbreakers with the emblem on it i'm i'm like you know it's the low-hanging fruit i've got yeah. i'll design i'll design them and mock them up for you well there That's you go so dibs cool. does design so dibs can do your design for you you'll be all set i mean Beautiful. i just i just see like this amazing show where everyone's got different blue windbreakers on that would just be so much fun. I love it. I, it would be so much fun. Dibs, you got anything coming up here that you need everybody to know about? Nope. <clears throat> I'm just going to keep, um, I'm still designing. Uh, if anyone needs any banners, uh, I mean, literally anything you can think of that you need a creative edge to, let me know. All right. And then next week, folks, we've got Dylan Quill coming on. We're talking sci-fi. Dibs is going to probably take that one for me because I will be at New York City Comic Con taking pictures, posting them for the show. Um, I will be on a scooter the entire time because I tore my ACL. So no walking this walking the floor this year. It will be scooting the floor 
And my best friend who I, who I was like, you should get a scooter too. Like you have, he's like, I'll be damned. I'll be damned. <laughs> I was like, I won't, uh, I can't walk too far before. Like, especially if you've never been to any of those shows, you don't get to take full 30 inch steps. It's all no. like, it's all like, you just yeah. feel your ACLs and MCLs disconnecting. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Like I just know how my, and I don't have an ACL in my left leg right now. So yeah. It'll be just joyous. But a week after that, I get I get my surgery. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so we've got that coming up. Uh, Dylan, Dylan next week. So make sure you turn it, tune it in 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. As always, look, Kristen's on it today. She, she's hanging out with us. She says she wants to buy, buy a jacket. They need to put them on their website. Easy money. Don't wait for the concert. Sell now. Look at that. She's right in yeah. Blue windbreaker from your brother. KevinLandman.com has t-shirts. We'll get the we'll get the windbreaker up there ASAP. Let's say look at that. Dibs will help design your windbreaker. Perfect. Uh, I'll have one designed tomorrow. Look, you don't understand. He's a psychopath. He will have one. Send it over. And as as always, there, folks. Uh, if we talk about stickering a cause, we talk about things going on. Maybe you know somebody that you think would be a great guest for the show, and you're like, hey, I know somebody who has a, a, a legitimate band and you know does things, and please, and when I say legitimate band, folks, I do not mean your moment. Hell, I don't give a shit. It could be like Silverchair and your kids in the garage. Silverchair still, you know, they just released a new album. Here's one for you. It's Blast from the Past. They just released a new album. Uh, so make sure you, you reach out to us, and you can find us at all times, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, even our email. It's all the above the bar podcast. Uh, email is the above the bar podcast at gmail.com. So make sure you, you reach out to us, send us a message, let us know what you got going on. Uh, as always, uh, the guest gets look, and this is a fact. I'm going to tell you, Kevin, this is a real fact. She does know people. Uh, she That's knows, she, like I've told her before, if I ever get into the political arena, uh, it will be led by Kristen Manna. She's going to have to figure out how she's going to do it on, in New York, but we're going to do it. But uh, as we do on every single episode, Dibs, do you have anything? Do you have any final words, Dibs? Do you have anything? Thanks for having me as usual as a co-host, man. I love it. I, I'm definitely going to be listening to a lot of your music. Uh, I, I absolutely Definitely will be putting that through my, putting that through my, as Pat McAfee says, through my ear holes. So I appreciate you sharing that, serenading me per request of Sean. So, of course. so, so Kevin, as we do on every episode, the guest gets the final word. So what's the final word, brother? Do what you love, take care of your family and sing along. All righty. And don't log off. We got to talk and be sure to pick, push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.